Welcome to Mirror Finish, the official podcast of Great Lakes Stainless, episode 28. This is Paul, Mike, and Travis, and on this episode we had Tom Butler. Uh, really, He's real new. I mean, he just started last week, I mm-hmm. think, and uh, this was a good one. I mean, the guy knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Into yeah, a lot of right. stuff, knows about it, talks about fishing, fly fishing <laughs> for carp, uh, rabbits, uh, hipster culture in yeah, Ann Arbor, yes. which is just oh, man. rampant, and then... There's not this, a... It's, it's just the... Oh, I love the, the love that. I don't want to spoil it, but the reason he had to leave the uh, the rabbit sanctuary oh, was man. a pretty good one. Well, and as <laughs> as, uh, as we're also finding out, hipster culture is alive and well in Traverse City. With uh, no, that's Grand that's Grand Rapids. Oh, Grand Rapids. Rapids. I'm sorry. Yes, well, give it six months. But, yeah. Well, we've got uh, what's the, what's the place with the menu that pisses me off up here? Ah, uh, yeah. The cider. They close Fazoli's. What? <laughs> they closed Fazoli's. <laughs> yeah, it's Fazoli's. No, it was uh, Taproot Cider something or other. I don't know. I've, I've never been there. It could be great, but I'm when, sure you, when you call good. it sandwiches handhelds, I get a little mad. What was the what was the salad bar called? Graze, grazing. Grazing, yeah, grazing. Yeah. It wasn't salads, it was grazing. Grazing. And handhelds. Handhelds. And then the frickin'... Hallmark of either a uppity French place or a hipster restaurant is an over-description of the food. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's not pepperoni and mushroom pizza. It's, you know, conflict-free pepperoni <laughs> with locally sourced shiitakes, bullshit, bullshit, blah, and 20 bucks. I, I'm so mad. <laughs> That's an easy way to piss me off is show me a menu like that. I'm just like, no, why? It's just a pizza. Uh, it's a sandwich, not a handheld. Yeah. Ah, anyway. <laughs> I'd go count to ten. Lay down like, I'm sitting on my hands because I'm gonna start throwing things. <laughs> He's literally doing He really is. Oh, yeah. He's really so this literally is, this is enjoyable to watch. <laughs> I'm sure honestly. It is. Let's just let's piss Paul off and see him trying to control himself. <laughs> watch his uh, forehead turn red as he rocks back and forth yeah. while sitting on his uh, hands in the chair. I'm having, oh. a, I'm having a spell. He's <laughs> <laughs> on an episode again. Yeah. <laughs> having a spell. So anyway, uh, so are we? Uh, if we're still hiring, go on the website, check out the careers tab on all the open positions around there. Uh, and I don't know if we are. Do we have anything on there right now? There may be a finisher position open, perhaps. Okay. So woodworking, I'm not sure which. Yep. Yeah. While you're there, click on the news tab. Check out our Instagram feed, and of course, all the podcasts are on there. Have a listen and go. If you like what you hear, go on wherever you get podcasts and subscribe and rate and review. Uh, and I had, I think I emailed you guys, but I, uh, well, I was talking about the countries that we were in on the last intro. And I had neglected to scroll on that menu, and there are like 20 more countries than what I had mentioned. I mean, Singapore, Hong Kong, uh, God, you know, Ukraine? Anybody in the Ukraine, if you do have carp for Christmas yes. dinner, let us know. We want to hear That's from right. you. Right. Yeah. Yep, our listener in, <laughs> in, Ukraine. <laughs> in Ukraine, get a hold of us. Yeah. We I want to hear, hear about carp Christmas dinners. Yeah, carp in the bathtub. Did your grandma put it in the bathtub? Yeah. Let's hear it. Did you wear a tracksuit? <laughs> And uh, imitation Drakkar Noir. <laughs> uh, uh, Ukraine is a lovely country and the people are lovely. Yes, I'm they, sure are. they are. Rich history. Yes, very rich history. 
fake something. to Karn Noirn. <laughs> anyway. So, uh, here is episode 28 with Thomas Butler. Nate Smith, the Smitty from Real Rock. Yeah. He and his brother started a podcast called Smitty Dicks. <laughs> oh, my. A lot of times he has his other brother on there, too. Um, it's, it's actually funny. Him and his brother are both hilarious. All three of his, all his brothers are. But they, they took video of Levi and Nate, the two, two of the brothers, playing, like, an NHL game on PS4 or Xbox. Okay. And they just cut out. All of Nate's like screams, grunts, and groans from almost <laughs> scoring, <laughs> and it just put together a fucking clip that's like three minutes long. We're just going, eh, oh, eh. <laughs> you know, I always thought it would be funny to take just the audio from pornos and, All right. and just <laughs> oh, do, oh, do right. a super cut of the audio of the money shots. Right, that would be so because that's basically what it would sound like. You know, you know, take the low road. My one of my good friends, Jeff Schichtel, I played the band with when he and his brothers were younger. This is back in like the eighties. This is a, okay. They made a fart tape. <laughs> oh, you know the boombox you just hit record. Yeah. They had a ninety-minute tape, front and back. Ninety minutes. All, all him and his four brothers all worked on this. They all pitched in. That just worked. Too. And uh, yeah, they just all the time. He's like, yeah, it was just. It was literally a 90-minute tape, front and back, just farts over and over. That's amazing. He still has a tape. Of course he does. I think his one brother was going to try to like get it onto like a hard drive somehow. Yeah. We played on that walk we found in the yeah. parking lot. Yeah. Man. You know what word I, uh, or phrase I stumbled upon this weekend? Uh, so, you know, we've got all these like hipster words for stuff now. Like okay. um, this... Uh, like there's a uh, there's a place that just sells different kinds of salt in Atlanta, and they're always talking about well this uh, this food can be very salt forward stuff terms like that right? salt forward. So I I heard one this weekend. It's for people who are trying to stop drinking. Uh, they are called sober curious. Oh, man. So uh, <laughs> that's fabulous. I told you, I think I mentioned this. I wish, I still wish, I would have uh, taken a picture of the sound-infused kombucha place in Grand Rapids. Down on East End. Are you kidding me? Sound-infused, right on the door. Sound-infused kombucha. What is wrong with that? I mean... Uh, you guys ever hear of Martin Reese? Like, you know, you can, you can do the, you know, the Grand Funk, or you can get the classical, you know, maybe a Beethoven-infused... Mm. I'm so mad at the human race. You can only right you can only uh, you can only drink like about half of a nine inch nails infused before you just whip that thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah nobody's ever drank a full one. No, makes no. you angry. Mm-hmm. Makes you, you angry. Or, a t-shirt. If you, or you just give up. What happens, hope what happens if or, you drink the GG Allen one? Or if you, or you just or you just give up hope and walk away and we pound it there. <laughs> Is there a Tom Waits one? Tom Waits. <laughs> <laughs> I can't go on. Right. Thanks. <laughs> Who, 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 Martin Reese? Oh. Yeah. Martin Reese is a legit water sommelier. 
Yes, I have. He's been on your mom's house a few times. And I actually I follow my I thought Facebook. I thought you said he's been over to your mom's house a few <laughs> yeah, times. No. Yeah. He's been over to your mom's house yeah. a few times, I know. <laughs> he's a playground fight. No, no, that's I, the name of the podcast. Yes. I've heard he's been on a podcast I've listened to also. It was like He's he's really yeah, he, I mean, he knows stuff. He knows shit about water. Yeah. But I mean literally he's a water salmon, yeah. It's a mug yet. Actually, you know, I was talking with uh, Mike in the door with yeah. Mr. Peterson, younger Peterson out. Well, Joey, anyway. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about the podcast seems to be a curse for employees. Oh, yeah, no, I know. Like, I kind of heard about that. In. I know, right? <laughs> so Joey suggested we call it the last stop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. <laughs> Yeah, hilarious. 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 For Tom, Tommy, you don't care? Uh, Tom or Tommy, yeah, whatever. Okay. okay. Yeah, that's true. Well, I remember Dan telling me some guy he used to work with, whatever, the owner of the company, the last when he would fire somebody, he would take him out to lunch. Oh, my God. Right. Him. And it's like, you heard about that? You know, yes. It's just like, that is the worst so what, you, what part of that is yeah. a good idea in that guy's mind? Do you, yeah. do you do it at the beginning of the lunch and then sit there and eat together right. and comfortably the whole time? Most awkward conversation. Or do you have like this whole lunch and then right at the end you're like, uh, boom. Look, you, you fire him and give him the yeah. bell. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Fire him. I forgot my wallet. Just get to him for that. He's like, oh, what? can you... Can you grab this for me? See, I'll have your stuff outside in the shop when you yeah. get back. That's insane. <laughs> Do you think it was going to soften the blow? It's like I, I just, that's a another podcast I listened to. He was a good one of the hosts was telling a story about he's breaking up with this girl and uh, he knew he was going to break up with her. And he decided to do it. They were they were going on a hike, and so he decided to do it. Then so they they like hiked like out like a mile and a half. And he broke up with her, and he's like, I didn't realize I was going to have to walk with her the whole way back as she was sobbing, walking behind me. He's like, I did not think that through. He's like, it was the worst moment. Was, oh, yeah. He's like, it was just like a mile walk with this sobbing oh, girl, and I just broke up yeah. with her, you know? Right. I'm like, yeah, that's probably a better way. Yeah, you didn't, didn't really think that one through, did you? And yeah. Especially if she was crazy. Yeah, 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 really yeah, bad yeah it's going to happen, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Middle of nowhere, and she pulls a buck knife. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stabbed in the bag with a stick. Oh. So I want to ask you a question. We ask all our guests: okay. Have you ever tried DMT? <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're, we're Joe Rogan. Yeah, yeah. that's why yeah. Joe Rogan. I, I, I have not. I have not. <laughs> Only uh, naturally while dreaming, you know. Because yeah, yeah. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure we produce it there. Yeah, yeah. What's DMT? Uh, what is it again? Dimethyltryptophan. Wow, there you go. I, I listen to Joe Rogan. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's it's. Like it's in a lot of stuff. Like it's in grass. It's in like most living things. Our, yeah, brains, our brains produce it. Our yeah. brains produce it when we're dreaming. Um, we get a huge rush of it when we when we die. Yeah, because your your brain's still active for you know, I don't know what on average like eight to eleven minutes. Like I don't know, I'm not sure yeah. about that. But um, but you have huge rush of it there. You know, and that's what people say is like seeing the light and all sure, that type of stuff. Sure. And it's supposed to have um. Somewhat of a similar experience because I think there's certain plants that have uh, like high amounts of it. Yeah. Know? Is that what's in mushrooms or is it something else? No, I think it's something else. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think it's something else. So, like like psychedelic mushrooms or portobellos? No, shiitakes. Yeah. Shiitakes. Psilocybin. <laughs> <laughs> so you, yeah. you can get oh, you, you, you can get you can get yeah. synthetic DMT. Oh. And you can smoke that. Right. Oh, that's the deal. Okay. Yes. I'm very sheltered. Well, yeah. well I don't think it would necessarily be synthetic. This. I think it's. Um, no, uh, like a uh, 
Um, extract? Yeah, it's like an extract because I think that there's like certain plants in the rainforest that have super high amounts of it. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, and you get it. Yeah, you know, something like that. But, yeah. You're like you know way too much about that. You're fired. Yeah. <laughs> so I, listen, I listen to Joe Rogan. What, you know. what, what do they call the God Molecule? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, there's, yeah, um, there's a uh, documentary called The God Molecule on that. Yeah, based on um, Rick Straussman's book. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. yep. Yeah. So someone well read here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I hope and I just feel like I have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> Just a bystander, Mike. The bystander, intellectual yeah. bystander. Intellectual bystander. Oh, you should put that on my tombstone. Mike <laughs> Brian, intellectual bystander. That's, the, that's a good album, man. Call this the bro science edition of Mirror Finish. Bro science. Bro science. <laughs> well, we started out with sound-infused kombucha, so. Yeah. Sound-infused cam- kombucha. What's that? Kombucha. Oh, aren't you from Ann Arbor? I'm sure yeah. you do. Yeah, this was in Grand Stuff Rapids like down in East Town. I walked past the place and it said right on sound infused kombucha. Kombucha, you know, is a fermented drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But they, they like play music to it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's I mean, all I can think of sound infused. Yeah, that's so. like the joke and the reality. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I just, yeah, I just, that kind of stuff. <laughs> all that. Look, it fills it out. I, it's sound infused, and the first thing it pulls it. Well, obviously, though, however, Google's listening and knows what we're talking about. Right. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah we've got a couple iPhones in here. We've yeah. got, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude, this things have fine grains. Sacred, sacred kombucha. Yeah, we're, we're going to go down. We're going to go down all the bro science things. Talk about our, <laughs> our voluntary tracking devices. Yeah, and yeah exactly. <laughs> That's. They have kombucha, kombucha fest? This is a spring... spring Sounds like a good time. Listen to this sentence. Like a spring bubbling up from the depths of the earth and growing into life-giving water for the people. Mm. Very soothing. <laughs> yes. Now, but... See, Excuse me, I'm going to get my sure shell necklace. Oh, yeah. A ton of stuff. I mean... Hipster culture's got to be an overdrive in Ann Arbor. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's one of the craziest things you've seen. Um, as far as that goes. Um, you know, okay, so I, I don't know how uh, how PC or what, you know. I, yeah, I can edit anything out. Okay, um, like, like I don't know, just some things are pretty, you know, interesting, like, like you know, I go to a show in Ann Arbor. I remember one of the last things I, I you know, one of the last shows I went to before I was like, I can't go to shows anymore around Ann Arbor. I'm too old for this. I don't even get to see it anymore. But it's like, it's like. This one goes out to all the white cis males, and then it's oh, like a, it's like a big uh, fu song, like it's yeah. like some like derogatory term, you know. Uh, to, everything's to like, ironic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's that like okay, the culture here is kind of like getting out of control. Just, but <laughs> I love it. I love the area, you know. Um, sure. But uh, a little bit more for the, my interest nowadays. It's a little bit more for me to do up here than than in in the armpit of Michigan. I call it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, you said you were really into hunting, fishing, outdoor. I mean, up yep. here, that's, you know, so what you said fly fishing's a big deal? Yep, fly fishing, yeah, I really enjoy fly fishing. Tell yeah. them about the, you're telling me about fly fishing for carp. Yeah, yeah, fly fishing for, for carp. carp. It sounds weird, um, you know, carp are thought of as such a trash fish, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know it's, it's not to keep, you know, it's catch and release, yeah. catch and release carp fishing, which seems weird to people who spear them. Like, as a kid, you know, um, we would go at night and... Um, you know, go with the spotlight. Yeah. And we'd spear them with a trident, you yeah. know. And, uh, <laughs> I am so. <laughs> we'd either do one of two things with them, you know, that back then is we'd, you know, either give them to one of our friends' moms and they put in the comp- their compost heat, you know, makes great yeah. compost. Oh. Or we'd, uh, you know, go and 
because you get down and it's the middle of the night and you drive to a buddy's house and throw you know these 10 dead carp in the back of a buddy's truck <laughs> <laughs> so he gets to work and has all these dead fish in the back carp mafia yeah carp mafia yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 300 seagulls following him to work <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. The, the, the town I grew up in uh, you know we didn't have a whole lot to do and uh, you know we um, tended to play pranks on each other and you know sometimes they a lot of times they involve roadkill <laughs> um but uh, but nowadays, um, you know, car- carp fly fishing has become this really niche thing. Um, it and it's, you know, it looks as trash fish so long, but it's really catching on it's to the point where actually this area, the like the Traverse Bay and like National Wilderness Park, I'm giving away all these spots. But all the all the bays, even like Tawas Bay, all these Great Lake areas, because there's these giant carp in in the Great Lakes, and they come in and spawn in these flats, you know, in the springtime, and. Uh, Similar to what people would do in the Caribbean and whatnot, like in Belize, and they would like they would pull on flats for like bonefish, mm-hmm. and then yeah. there's sight casting bonefish. Well, that's become a really big thing for carp fishing, is because you can oh, okay. spot the carp yeah, in these crystal yeah. clear waters in the yeah. shallows, and uh, and it takes a really accurate cast because they're they've got like a they're pretty much their whole swim bladder is like a big eardrum, so they're super sensitive vibration. I don't think they really have great sight, but they can really feel like. You walking around in the water or your boat making vibrations or your line making vibrations. So you kind of get one good cast and you got to place that cast kind of right on the dinner plate, right in front of them because they're not going to chase anything down. And uh, and especially because, so like people would catch carp bait fishing and be like, well, that's not very hard. I, I've caught carp all the time and, I, and it's annoying when I catch yeah. one bait fishing. Well, carp, their whole face and, and really all over their entire body they have taste buds, but their whole face is like a big tongue, like all the barbels. Bar- barbels, I think I'm saying that right. Yeah. There are all these like taste sensors. So if you like throw cheese or you know whatever something smelly in, in the water, they'll smell that and be attracted to that. But your your artificial fly oh, that's true. doesn't doesn't um, bring them in. So it's all about this presentation. You got to get this presentation yeah, right in front of their face. You get one chance to do it. You got to make a sneak on them. You know you got to yeah. you got you spot them and pull to them or walk very slowly in the water. You get one cast. You got to put it right there. And then the take. It's not like a bass that just eats. A bass or a predator trout that just eats a eats a fly, it's gonna they're, they're just gonna suck it in, and then they'll be able to tell right away that it's not food and they spit it right out. So it's all very visual. You see them, you, know, you see the you see your fly go down, and you see the carp react, and and you'll you'll see them suck it in, and then you gotta set your hook right there. You got about oh, a no second kidding. and a half, you know. So it's wow. it it seems weird, it's like carp, but it's actually really challenging. You yeah, know, it sounds like yeah. When I first got into it. Um, I, the end of last summer, like August, I spent all of August just trying to catch a carp. And it was like, I got every day and just kept getting, you spook them. And once you spook them, they're just not going to eat, even if they stick around, you know. And they, they're they incredibly smart fish. They're so adaptive. That's why they've done so well here. Um, but uh, w- when they get spooked, they actually send a, like a pheromone out. And the rest of the carp in the area, because they're always in groups, will they'll, they'll all once you spook one, no, none of them will eat. I'm not kidding. And um, so it's so it's pretty challenging. I spent like a month just trying to catch one, caught one, and then the next summer I like once you kind of figure it out, you know you you know caught a bunch of them. But it's real fun. Like in like for instance, carp are they're all over the place. They're in golf courses. They're in yeah. trash rivers that don't have yeah. any good fishing. You know all yeah. that, but. You can go and catch a twenty pound carp. You know, right. and, and once you're on with one on a fly rod, it's that's a fight. It's a yeah. oh, it, yeah. it can take an hour to to, mm. to, to bring one in, and um, you know your arms are burning, you know. And if you can if you can reel in a carp on a fly rod, the the, the trophy trout of a lifetime is gonna be easy. 
Yeah. You know, okay. so sure. so it's become like this thing like it, that, you know, instead of, okay, I only fly fish on the weekends when I go up north or whatever, well, I can go do this after work and right, catch yeah. these giant fish. And it, it's really funny how, you know, the first carp you catch, I was telling you this when we were, when we were having lunch, first carp you catch, everyone is like, I'm kind of afraid to, to hold it, you know, because yeah. there's just this stigma, but the more you the more you fish for them and you start to get this respect for them, you know, you start to look at them as a beautiful fish, you, you know, and, right. and, uh, and especially the ones in the Great Lakes, they they are a healthier specimen than you'll find in like golf course ponds. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> golf course ponds. Yeah, which but golf. You see, golf course they have um, a lot of times they'll be stocked with koi. So yeah. the break in the golf courses has become this big thing with fly fishermen to catch a koi. <laughs> you know, just and just for a picture. You know, yeah, Instagram. Yeah, yeah. You know, people yeah. say that uh, Instagram's ruined fly fishing or ruined hunting. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. Uh, yeah, so yeah, that's just a weird niche, fly fishing for carp, which is actually, I did a lot downstate because it was like what was available, you know, um, but coming here, it's actually huge here. People travel from California to here, to, to the Great Lakes, yeah, to, to Traverse City, Northwestern, <clears throat> Northern Lower, um, uh, Little Bay to Knock, and Big Bay to Knock, oh, or yeah. Big Four as well, sure. um, and, uh, but yeah, it's just a funny niche thing, and but it's like the best flat water fishing you can do in freshwater. Is, oh, is, yeah. is Great Lakes carp, you know, side fishing. Yeah. No, people, but people eat carp, too. You don't eat them. But you some can. Do, but some people. Michigan, yeah, you can, and that's why they originally brought them here. Well, because, and it's so funny how people, the carp got such a, I'm sorry about being long-winded about this. I no, no, it's so fine. Cool. Yeah. Um, it's funny how the carp got such a bad reputation as this trash fish, and, and, and it's really backwards. It's like, the reason, people look at these waters that have no other good fishing in it, and there's all these carp in it, and, and they blame the carp for there not being any sporting fish, right? But that's like blaming the maggots that are eating the deer on the side of the road for killing the deer. Because what happened was, you know, um, turn of the century, uh, you know, we brought carp here, like, you know, early 1900s. And um, we, there there was no regulations uh, on, you know, industrial pollution or any of that. So all these factories are just, you know, industrial revolutions going on. Everyone's just dumping into the rivers. And we had pretty much destroyed all these fisheries. So that's why they brought the carp over because they wanted to bring another game fish in, you know. <laughs> nothing else would live in the water. Nothing else yeah. Would live. Yeah. And carp actually can live in super um, low dissolved oxygen. Yeah, yeah, and, oxygen. Yep, yeah. so um, you'll see carp being able to survive in these in these ponds that will go down almost six inches, you know, in the yeah. summertime. Yeah. And, and somehow they'll survive in it, you know, because where other fish would just belly up. Yeah. Um, so... The carp came, they could live in this polluted water, and then there was nothing else living in it. So all of a sudden, they're always carp. All of a sudden, carp had this reputation that people are like, well, I can't catch any bass or anything else anymore. These carp are destroying the, right. the rivers. Oh, something to blame. Right, but, but now that we've brought a lot of these fisheries back, like the Manistee River is a healthy river. It has, like in the warmer sections of it, towards the headwaters, it has carp. And you, you have carp and pike and muskie and brown trout all living in the same waters. It's not that the carp are pushing them out, right. you know. Um, but yes, people do eat them. It's a really big uh, for like uh, Eastern Europeans. I think like Ukrainians. It's a big Christmas thing, mm. as they have a carp dinner for Christmas. And what they'll do is that's they, not surprising, no. right? They'll, Eastern Europe, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> nothing um, surprising. I almost reached for the microphone with my yeah. coffee. It's going so well until he licked the microphone. Yeah, yeah. the microphone didn't see that Weird. one coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I was gonna say it. it the, what they'll do is because the carp have. Like a lot of fish, but they have a really bad mud vein, right? And uh, they'll catch them, and they um, they'll put them in the bathtub for like five days, 
and so that, that way they're in the bathtub and they're not eating anything and it cleans uh, out that mud uh, bank. So it's like if you have like Eastern European old world parents, it's like a classic thing to go to use the bathroom for Christmas dinner. There's you know, carp in there. There's carp somewhere around in it. Huh. How am I going to wash my Adidas tracksuit? <laughs> right. <laughs> but I, I should say before I have a lawsuit, because I know there's so many people probably listen to this podcast, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Well, it is international. Yeah. It's probably, and I can show you, there's probably 20 different countries. Yeah. You know, I, one downloaded each. I, I checked it out on my, on my, um, my iTunes uh, you know, podcast mm-hmm. stuff, and it was on there. I listened for a little bit. Yeah. 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 Listen to some other schmuck that got fired. Um, <laughs> yeah, don't. <laughs> watch, watch your car doors, folks. <laughs> yeah, right. That's going to be right. a uh, We had fair warning, though. Right. I was going to say, we did have fair warning. We did, and it's recorded. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> <And> evidence. <laughs> But yeah, DNR, Michigan DNR does advise don't eat Michigan carp. Okay. Uh, if you were in really clear waters, and I think that would probably be better to eat one out of the Great Lakes than most rivers. But because of the nature of them being a bottom feeder in the way that they process food, um, I don't think it's particularly um, safety. But they say it's really so good. You can't eat carp. Sorry, I stand you, correct. You, you, you can. Yeah. It depends on the fishery you're getting them out of. Right. Um, and, but I guess the cheek is, is really good. Carp cheek is like sure. is, is excellent. I've heard that like in Japan, tuna cheek. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's big. And of course, tuna cheek is like bigger than our cheeks. <laughs> Those yeah. fish are massive. Right, right. Those things go for like tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah, over there in the, the fish market. Well, the, the first fish of the year. Is that the big more. deal over there? The first yeah, fish like the one sold for I mean, just bonkers. Just yeah, bonkers, million dollars yeah. or something. Like yeah, that. I heard about that. Wow. The buddy just caught a. Uh, he went down to Florida, caught a 530-pound swordfish. Wow! It's first time, first time going out. It was actually the captain's first charter, fishing for Whoa. for swordfish. Yeah, yeah, it's just a awesome. monster. That's I think awesome. it's a three hours. <clears throat> yeah, on real in. Yeah. Are yeah. oh, you just? How do you even? Five hundred pound fish. Yeah, five hundred thirty pound fish. And they hooked it in a thousand feet of water. Jeez. Massive tackle, a lot of drag. Yeah, just yeah. yeah. Right. I'm like, what is it? I mean, you're catching that like on a steel cable and a power winch to bring it in. <laughs> 500, yeah. 500 pounds. Yeah. I keep oil I can, in the cable so put, it won't burn up. Right. You get a slip and slide vegetable oil and a downhill, and I don't know if I could pull that swordfish down. <laughs> right. Let alone pull it up 1,000 feet yeah. under the water. Right. As it's trying to stop you from pulling exactly, it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, with the yeah. boat trolling, with the yeah. giant boat. Yeah. Uh, talking about those, uh, you're talking about those Japanese fish markets. Have you ever seen Jiro Dreams of Sushi? That documentary, yeah, it sounds like a documentary on sushi. Sounds like it'd be boring. It's not. No, it's really, it's really good. Yeah, it's really it's good. This guy who, like, his dad, his dad was like an alcoholic and was like a, a basically ran like a river taxi business, and then it, something happened and it tanked. And his dad basically, when the kid was like eight or nine, was like, "Well, guess you're on your own. See ya." Basically, kicked him out. Mm. And uh, he went to work at a sushi place, and he's now like 85. Right now, he's probably in his 90s. Yeah. And he's been doing it since then. That's his entire life. And he, he owns what's considered the best sushi restaurant in the world in Tokyo. And it's like a 20 course, it's like 300 bucks a person, but it's like a 20 course meal, and he makes everything right there in front of you. And the whole place is only like 10. Yeah, it seats like, seats like 10 people. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, the documentary is basically about his attention to detail and everything is like has to be just so like the guy that sells him the rice he says i only sell this rice to him i refuse to sell it to anybody else because nobody else can cook it right 
Right. Stuff like that. And well, would this be like the type of stuff where there's like a cut that like if you don't prepare it right, you could kill the people? I'm sure uh, some right. of it is. That's yeah, the, like uh, the blowfish. That's the blowfish. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, so his son owns the same type of restaurant. Well, one of one of them's right-handed, one of them's left-handed. His son's restaurant is a perfect mirror image of his dad's because he's opposite. <laughs> That's so the level of detail. Yeah. Anyway, the, the documentary is, is, like I said, you... It won some awards, uh, too, oh, actually. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It's, like, it's amazing. Maybe Sundance? Sure. Yeah, Something sure. like that. It was, but again, you think, like, ah, it's a documentary about sushi. What? No, yeah. it's freaking really good. Yeah. It's intense. Yeah. It's really cool. On a related note, all any time we spend money rearranging the shop, Dave Waketon and the controller on the financials <laughs> says, uh, assigns that expense to the latest feng shui we have going on in the shop. <laughs> <laughs> the GL code feng shui? Huh? Feng, feng shui. shui. Yeah. Yep. Not even kidding. I wish I had a copy of the financials here. Well, if the, oh, the welders, if the welders aren't facing north, then... <laughs> True. <laughs> I know. Profits are down. Right. You think, uh, uh it's not, uh... That's not that one, but so anyway. What yes, brought you up here, though, from Ann Arbor area? Um, well, uh, you know, like I was saying, I'm pretty into the into fly fishing, and, uh, you know, I was kind of getting tired of Southeast Michigan. Then also, um, uh, even more so than fly fishing, like, by tenfold, I'm, I'm absolutely addicted to upland hunting. I'm, like, a maniac about it. Sure. Um, you know, I've got German shorthair pointer at home, and, you know, and uh, run them during season and off season and everything, and, uh, you know, off season, carry a blank gun, you know, just train, train, train like crazy. And uh, so I was up here either fly fishing or grouse hunting or grouse training. My parents live in Rose City, so not too far from here. And uh, so I was pretty much driving up here every weekend, you know, in the first place. And, uh, you know, kind of wanted to move up north for a while. And um, my girlfriend had graduated nursing school and she wanted to get into the operating room. And uh, most places don't want to take a new nurse into the operating room. And uh, up here, they're a little more desperate, so they were willing to give her a good contract. And, uh, and I was like, she was like, what would you think of us moving to Sheriff City? And I was like, oh, yeah. I'm all about yeah, it. Yeah, right. yeah so, uh, so yeah, we made the just, move. Just get up and start packing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Don't even answer. Don't even answer. Come on, grab a box and start throwing yeah. stuff in. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah, it didn't take much convincing. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, we've been up here since about November. Yeah. And, uh, all right. Yep, so we're, we, we're looking forward to experiencing spring living in Traverse City. Oh, I was going to say, yeah. Got a little tough there for a little while. For a little while, Michelle's kind of like, it's my girl, when she's, she's kind of like, why did we move up here? It sucks <laughs> up here. Oh, and, and then yeah. the first warm day, she's like, I love it here. I think we should buy a house and live here forever. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I'm right. telling you. you Make that decision in August. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, yeah, it's kind of. But this is typical. Kind of winter, kind of sputters out, and uh, you yeah. know, we'll probably get one second more winter, third winter. Yeah, yeah, you know, get another significance now, and that'll be it. It wasn't even bad this year. Like December was, there wasn't even no, yeah. early no, snow. December all wasn't. No, yeah. we got all our winter in January, January, yeah. February, yeah. and March. It actually, mm-hmm. was fine with me. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So what have you found, like, as far as I ask? Because we have a lot of people that have moved out from downstate, I always ask how you find the difference in like social culture between down there and, and up here. I'm always interested in that kind of stuff. It's definitely more conservative up here. Oh yeah, um, for sure. You know, without a doubt. Um, yeah. yeah. It, it if you were to be like, it, it would be dangerous to wear a Make America Great Again hat in Ann Arbor. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You would get kicked out of bars. Like I'm not even joking. In, in Ann Arbor, it's Lanny. Yeah, you would get kicked out of bars without right. a doubt. 
Um, or at the least, get your you get your food spit in. You know, well, I'm sure if you sure. wore like a Hillary shirt and went into Laughing Horse, or some redneck <laughs> bar right. here, it'd be the same deal. You know, right? Yeah, pretty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah definitely, yeah. definitely. Um, but it seems like a good mix up here. Uh, of, okay. You know, like Tra- Traverse City. You know, like is yeah. is is a more progressive kind of area for up north Michigan. You know, and uh, yeah. you know, so it seems like a nice mix. And uh, you know. Um, um, you know, it's Michigan, you know, yeah. it, you know, um, but, uh, upper Midwest. Yeah. 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 yeah we, you're right. Travis is kind of this liberal bubble. And even during the election, you could see driving up 31 into town, you know, it's just in the yards, Trump, 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 Trump. And almost right when you hit Traverse city's line, right. Clinton, Bernie. Clinton, Clinton, Clinton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bernie. Bernie yeah. 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 Just, I mean, it was, you could tell big time. It was, you know, it's almost like under the dome, you know, that Stephen King yeah. book where it's just like, yep, in here is this, out here is this. Right. Yeah. No, right. No, 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 that's very true. Very true. But, you know, it's, it, I think it's great to have both. You know what I mean? It, it, yeah, any, anywhere we cool. are where it's too polarized one way or the other, um, to me, is, is, is not a good thing. Yeah. You, know, you, need to have, you need to have differences of opinion and all that, you know. Yeah, it's good. I mean, I wish more people were able to have conversations instead of arguments right. about stuff, instead of pointing fingers and shouting and it's nice if you can just sit down and say, okay, well, you believe this, which I don't believe or agree with, but why do you believe that? Right. You know, it'd be nice to have more of that. And you can't have that if everything's one way or the other. Right. Right. Yeah, there's 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 a lot of nuance to most things, I find, you know. Yeah. 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 And that, that's something that's pretty lost in, in, in our uh, political and cultural discourse, I feel like, these days, but... Yeah, that's for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So you said your parents lived in Rose City. Mm-hmm. Did, you, did they have properties that you'd come up and hunt? Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, they... Um, they uh, they moved up to Rose City six years ago, and uh, after my dad retired, they built that. That was our hunt camp, you know, when, mm. I, when I was a kid. You know, then my dad retired, moved up there, and uh, and yeah, I grew up, you know, deer hunting there and all that. And uh, that was how I got into grouse hunting. Wow. Was uh, actually my short hair is five years old, so five October's ago, I was sitting in the blind, and uh, and I was really into archery at that time. Just shoot archery all year, and. Uh, Sitting in the blind, I wasn't. It was a hot October. I wasn't seeing anything, and I took my dad's. But all, all I was seeing was grouse walking around. You know, mm. and I took my dad's lab out, and we had always had labs. Always did a lot of duck hunting. Um, but uh, and we'd go grousing now and then, but we weren't really. That wasn't like our main focus or anything. It was just kind of like, oh, go grousing this afternoon. But um, took my dad's lab out and ended up having just a fabulous hunt. Moved a bunch of birds and knocked a couple down. But my dad's lab was working pretty far out and putting birds up kind of far out. And I was like, I was like. And it's kind of like, huh, this would be really cool to, this would be really neat to do with a, with a pointing dog, mm. you know, a dog that actually would hold the birds there. Yeah. And uh, never had hunted with a pointing dog, never had done any of that, and never been a big upland hunter. But two months later, I had my German short hair, mm. picked up my German short hair, and I haven't shot a bow since. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I haven't deer hunted archery season since, because um, right. they, they overlap, you know. Oh, um, right. yeah. But, uh, but yeah, you know. Um, upland hunting. I'm I'm too ADD for deer deer hunting. You know, oh, yeah, I don't <laughs> have patience. I don't yeah, either. I don't either. Actually, when I first moved up here, because I'm basically from East Coast cities, and so right. I never really. And my parents are not outdoors people, so I never did that. And then when I met my first wife in college, and her family very much so, and I'm like, yeah, I'll try it, whatever. And you know, I got hunting with her with her brother, and was sitting there, and I'm like, now what? Well, now we wait. <laughs> wait, wait, now we meditate. Wait, yeah. and yeah, just sit here and 
they can they're really good hearings and eyesight, so you can't really make a sound or move. I'm like, you have to stay still for an extended period of time. <laughs> yeah. I don't get it. Can't talk. What? what? Yeah. Can't just, cough. Yeah, can, I, can I bring a book? I mean, what's yeah. going on here? I just yeah, I do not have the patience. That, that's why I bring a book. I, I read a yeah, book. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just bores me to tears. Yeah, it's fun though. It's nice to so many people are like, oh, I love nature and mm-hmm. and, and I love hiking. You know, and 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 it's great. You know, but you when you deer hunt. Most people don't actually sit down and are silent for three hours straight in the woods. Yeah, no, sleeping, I can't do that. Right, right. And w- when you're hiking, you're, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know, open up your granola bar, and you know, you don't see that. You might see some stuff, but you don't see as much as you do when you actually sit down. Just sit, yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. And everything, and then you realize how much actually goes on in the woods. You know, you see, yeah, you hear all the squirrels, you hear all the birds, you, yeah, right. yeah, grouse walking around, you know, yep. yeah, okay. all that, yeah. So another question. So is there a like a stigma that people from downstate have about people up here that you're aware of um you know i find i I, i've spent a lot of time um hunting in the up and i find that there's more of a up people have a stigma about everyone below the bridge trolls yeah 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 Yeah, yeah, i was up there this this past october i was up there and uh you know it was Pre the election cycle, and it was really interesting hearing all the ads in the UP. It's it's only, like they, they talk about the they talk about northern lower or not northern lower, just the lower peninsula, mm-hmm. like it's some other state. Like it's almost state. it's almost yeah, an enemy. Yeah, like like, like all the politicians in Ann Arbor and Detroit, you know, they yeah, have, us. yeah, yeah, and, and us. which makes sense, you yeah. know. I mean, like you know, they're probably not super taken into account, you know, but yeah, I mean, yeah, if they. Um, yeah, it all goes with the, the voting power. Yeah. And I, it's funny you say that because I remember I went to some, like, where I, I used to work. They sent me to some, um, it was like a Michigan Manufacturing Association thing at, uh, what's the hotel that Jude used to work at? Cambria? Cambria. Yeah. Right when it opened. And it was yeah. like this lunch and they had a couple reps from Lansing. And they were talking about school funding and uh, about how, you know, up here... There are schools that have a copy of a book and have to copy it, you mm. know, and right. hand out printouts of a book. And downstate, at the time, this is probably 12 years ago, they were getting, everybody's getting tablets and stuff like right. that. And it's like, that's messed up. But one guy was like, that's what the voters are. It's like, yep. that's, yeah. what it, that's what it's about. It's yeah. like, you get ignored because they know they're not going to get reelected. It's a power grab. Well, it, it kind of. Yeah, it's true, but it sucks, you know. Not to stay on politics. No, it's no. Just, um, it, but like you know, people are talking about getting rid of the electoral college. You know, after seeing yep. you know Hillary win the popular election, you know, it seems like that's where a lot of that's coming from. And uh, you know, but kind of what you're talking about is, is that's why we have the electoral college is because everyone in the middle they would just campaign to New York and L.A. You know, and Dallas, New York, L.A. Yeah, and and that was all that would matter, and and everyone in the middle of the country would just be totally forgotten. You know, wouldn't be accounted for. No, I'm not a fan of getting rid of the electoral college. Right, you know, maybe change the values a little bit. You know, because because maybe some of these states that have very low population, maybe we're giving them a little too much value. But but uh, you know, I could only see really. It's not that I'm like like you can't get rid of electoral college or you can't change a little bit, but um, until until we start seeing like if this started happening over and over and over that Something's that, that yeah, the person yeah. who wins isn't winning the popular vote then you know but yeah yeah I think this happened twice in the last five elections so it's like okay it's something we need to look at but you know it's like let's instead of making a rash decision rash decision let's 
look at the evidence and, you know, because I was always one that made sense to me. Yeah, let's get rid of it. It's stupid. We have the technology. One person, one vote. We don't have to worry about it. Right. But what you're saying, that makes a lot of sense. And I never thought about it that way. Right. Is that if you do get rid of it, there is no incentive yeah. for candidates to campaign in low population yeah. areas yeah. at all. Yeah. So by, by relatively increasing the value of the rural vote, they have to take it into account. Right. That's mm-hmm. a really good argument. Mm-hmm. Right. That makes a lot of sense. You know, there's issues like already they only campaign to swing states, but at least those some of those swing states are those lower population yeah, states exactly. and those low, more rural values. Yeah. They have to go there and take that into account and have that be a part of their policy. You know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm sure the UP feels ignored. <laughs> Don't doubt yeah. that at all. I thought some of them like it like that, though. Yeah. You know? If I were them, I would. Yeah. 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 It's like, yeah, just leave me alone. I don't want nothing to yeah. do with you. And yeah. Because we, my wife's uh, from Wisconsin. We go there a couple times a year to go walking through. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a great drive. It's a dip, it is. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's I love, a I love it. Different, up there. different place up there. As soon as you cross that bridge. You ever do the waterfall tour? We haven't. No. You got to do that next okay. time you do it. Um, Tequamana, I'm sure is in that. Well, Tequamana, yeah. but there's there's a bun- there's the, there's the cool ones that are touristy, but the best ones just just look up on Google um, UP waterfall trip or tours you okay. can do it if you start if you start at seven in the morning and you know at the bridge and you're driving to the west side of the state you okay. know it kind of starts at the bridge and then it takes you all the way to the west side of the state like okay. into wisconsin sure. so it'd be perfect for you yeah absolutely. Um, but uh and it's like 10 different waterfall stops oh, wow. so if you spend like if you spend like 20 minutes at each one you probably do the whole thing in a day yeah. and um there's there's the cool ones that are touristy but the coolest ones some of them are just you know, you, you stop and then there's like a, a little single track trail mm-hmm. and you walk down that a half a mile and then mm-hmm. you get there and, you know, yeah, like, you know, you can go skinny dipping at them. Like there's yeah, no one there, there, you know, yeah. and, and swim in the, you know, at the base yeah. of the waterfall cool. and do all that. And, um, or if there are people there, you can go skinny dipping and then there's no one there. Yeah. Yeah. All the Bigfoot legends, that's where it comes yeah. from. <laughs> The, the the coolest waterfalls out there on the west side of the state, um, like on the the Black River uh, like on the Northeast. west side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, the the Ontonagon, There's like three branches of the Ontonagon. There's a, okay. those, those rivers are gorgeous, yeah. and they're full of waterfalls and little pools and full of brook trout. Really fun rivers to fish nice. on. And yeah, really cool area. Really cool area. Nice. I love the west side of the UP. Yeah. If if there was if there was if there was work and culture up there, that's where, that's where I, yeah. that's where I'd be. But. Yeah, same, so, same. I'm right, right yeah. here with you. Yeah. Oh yeah, we yeah. went to Marquette, man. You couldn't stop talking about yeah. it. Yeah, I, we used to go up there all the time. We'd go up there on vacation as a kid. You right. Know? So it's like, and I hadn't been up there in a while, and I went up there this winter, and I'm like, man, even in the winter, this place is just yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, Lake Superior in the wintertime, it's gorgeous. Yeah. In a in a desolate kind of yeah, weird exactly. Way. But yeah, Houghton Hancock, such a nice town. Yeah, Love yeah I gotta get up yeah. there. I've heard so many good things about it. Because we oh, got Houghton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. we've got. Uh, Seven-year-old twins, so I don't. I've forgotten what quiet is. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, it's distant memory. Oh yeah. yeah. The only part of it's my fault. Like even on my drive in, here and, and uh, home to work, I'm listening to podcasts or music or something like that. So part of it's my own fault. But right. you know, still, if I wasn't, you got the road noise, the car noise, and all that stuff. But yeah, just quiet. I, I don't remember the last time. You have to have that. Yeah. A lot of people are get are really uncomfortable with complete quiet, you know. Sure. Uncomfortable with their th- just their thoughts, yeah. you know, uninterrupted. Yeah. yeah. Well, like when uh, uh, my daughter and I went to a soccer game in Chicago a couple of years ago, and just stayed at a hostel or something like that, and I'm like, this freaking 
lights and cars all the time, you know, and, and I'm used to, I guess for me, quiet is when we go to bed. And then, yeah. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. And, but it's like, I don't know how these people do this. Yeah. This never stops. There's always cars going or horns honking or people talking and, and just like, uh, I couldn't, I can't do it. It's like, uh, makes me think of, um, movie, My Cousin Vinny. Yeah. When he, oh, when he purposely yeah. gets contempt of court because yeah. he, he can't fall asleep out, he, he's staying in that cabin out in the wilderness, yeah. and like the owl in the middle of the yeah. night, and then he gets contempt of court, and he's he's in the busy the busy jail, you know, yeah. and he's sleeping like a baby. Oh, it's a classic. So, do you ever do any backpacking, anything like that? You said you used to yeah do a lot of hiking and stuff. You know, it's it's, it's always it's always with the dog. You gotcha. know, it's always running the dog, and you know yeah. that's pretty much what apple hunting is. Yeah, you know, you, it's, you, it's you spend hiking. a lot of time looking yeah. at Google Maps, and uh, you can really kind of figure out where they're going to be the good areas in Google Maps, and then um, and then you you know a pretty typical hunt, seven and a half mile walk, oh, ten, right. ten miles. Yeah. If, yeah. Do, doing a full day, you can do 14 miles. Yes, yeah. you know that's a pretty good walk. I used to do a lot of backpacking. I lived out in Utah, and so up in the Rockies, I used to backpack a lot mm-hmm. out there. And yeah, 14 miles. That's that's a good day. And that's not trail walking for yeah. the most part. Yeah, you know, that's exactly. it, the the thing that you say about grouse hunting is if it's easy walking, you're not in the right spot. Yeah, it, exactly. it's thick woods that you want to be in. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, then but you know that's that's cool. Especially in the UP, you find old logging camps, old yeah. old farms. Oh, you know, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. I know. I, I'm. I'm Bound determined to like try bike packing this week, this this summer. Mm. You know what I mean? Just be able to take, just ride my bike. Yep. With tent, everything like that. Yep. And just camp on a mountain bike or like a touring bike. Fat tire bike. Fat tire. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So basically, pretty much go anywhere. Yeah. On a bike. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. That's cool. So, so um, riding a fat tire in the summer does that allow you to go places that you normally couldn't go? Maybe a, not Maybe necessarily. A I mean, no, no more than a mountain bike. Okay, you get a little bit more tire flotation where you can ride it on the beach if you want, or oh. sandy areas. Mm-hmm. You, you know, it's just sense. you just have a little more tire volume there. It's, it's like driving. Just it's like putting bigger tires on your truck. Oh, all right. You right. know what I mean? It's you know a truck that you have to pedal. Yeah, a truck that you have to pedal. <laughs> it's about as heavy as a truck. <laughs> it's, about, it's, about, it's, it's like putting uh, bigger tires and a pedal on your truck, and yeah. that's how you can get it around. Yeah. So. Is there a higher risk of a puncture with the bigger tires? On the I don't think so. Okay. No. I know that I had one of my favorite bikes was a it was a ten speed Schwinn I had when I was a kid. Ten Caliente it was red. Yeah, it was red. Road bike? bike. Yeah. 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 No skinny tires. Yeah. Yeah. They got stolen. Oh. There was, yeah, there was in my neighborhood. There was a rash of there was a, a teenage bike thieves. Right. And uh, there was. Um, a friend of mine lived. Why would they want to steal the road bike though? Like you think it'd be the BMX bike. Yeah. Like like the yeah. kid with the road yeah. bike when you're 13 uh, yeah. is like the total nerd. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. If, I don't know if it was some really screwed up like underground bike ring like to make a quick getaway as long yeah. as it's on a paved road. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Nice perfect. Yeah. No potholes or nothing. Yeah. And uh, we, a friend of mine lived kind of across this creek. And there was all these shrubs on either side. And I remember one day I was walking over to his house. And they had hollowed out, like, in one of these shrub, big, huge shrub banks. And there was, like, ten bikes there. And mine was one of them. I'm like, son of a bitch, I'm taking my bike back. And so I, I grabbed it, and I was riding it home. And there was these, uh, like, a couple of, you know, this was middle school. How much of a thug can you be in middle school? These thug kids. That one of them, I'm assuming he was part of this, you know, 
underground bike theme. Oh, I, still, I still get harassed by a gang of middle schoolers to this day. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> this is like gone in 60 seconds light, you know, yeah. basically. And he was in his yard, and he saw me and, like, hollered out and, like, jumped on his bike, and a chase ensued. <laughs> and, the uh, car, the the playing cards. Yeah, right. right. Uh, unfortunately, he was on a BMX. Yeah, right. yeah. And so he obviously yeah. couldn't catch me. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, ten speed bitch. I'm going and grab um, another gear. Hear that? Oh it's yeah. Hear that? It's a derailleur. <laughs> yeah, and he. Uh, so yeah, and I got back home, got in the garage, and but uh, what's the Schwinn story? It's a good story. Great bike, man. Yeah. Good story. You should write that down. It's an awful story. You should write that down. Great bike. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to turn yeah. it into a, into a book. Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> maybe get picked out for a movie. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. I need to see the title Caliente. <laughs> I can, Paul, Paul, I, story I'm, of loss and recovery. <laughs> yeah. I'm in control of casting. Like <laughs> Elton John was for his biopic. Yeah. yeah. Remember who he picked to play him? The kid from... Uh, uh, Kingsman, Taron Edgerton, mm. and he was also in Sing. Yeah, yeah. He was the gorilla kid. Yeah. So it's like, oh, that must be nice to be able to yeah. take right. your casting. Yeah. Right. You know, it's like, dude, we know what you look like, and <laughs> that's not it. That's whatever, though. You're Elton John. Do what you want. Okay. Right. You just cast Mr. T as yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Hold on a moment where that came from. How can you not see the sunlight? on Candy? Yeah. I could, I could give myself a good walk. Yeah. Or a gold chain. Yeah. I have a six-year-old, so this is the second Mohawk conversation I've had today. Ah. About people getting Mohawks, so. And how did the first one come about? Oh, he just wanted another Mohawk. Oh, another one. That's how he was shaving his head. He was, he was going to shave his head. Uh, Yeah, that one, I didn't, um, my mother-in-law is uh, going through some chemo, and so, you know, her hair fell out. And and my wife says, like, oh, Grady, my six-year-old, she's like, um, you know, Grady said he wants to shave his head. I was like, oh, Grady, that's so sweet. You want to shave your head? And he's like, why is it sweet? I was like. Well, why do you want to shave your head? He's like, so I can get tattoos on it. Oh. Just without missing a beat. Yes. You want to get tattoos? He's like, he's like I, I did not expect this to be this easy. Yeah. He's like, uh, why is that sweet? Maybe, I was like, maybe we're not talking about the same yeah. thing. Mm. And we without a beat, no hesitation whatsoever. He's like, so I can get tattoos on it. Right. I mean, right. Yeah. can't tattoo through hair. Yeah. Like, well, well, technically, you're correct. Yeah. Hey, let me suggest an alternative. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. My, my son, he, he wants to, he's like, oh, I hear like dad. I'm like, this is not a choice. You have a choice. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Take what life gives yeah. you. And um, I'm like, well, I can do that here. I cut my own hair. I'll just, no. He wants to go to Sharky's and pay 20 freaking dollars. <laughs> for a bus cut? Yeah. yeah. For a bus cut? Whatever. Dude, bring him to my house. I'm at Sharky's. <laughs> okay. Sharky's. Yeah. Sharky's is scary and it this smells is funny. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. smells funny. It looks like there's fog in the house. <laughs> I, get, I get really hungry after I'm done. Uh, get sleepy and get a haircut. Yeah. Uh, I just get so oh, sleepy man. when I get a haircut there. Oh. So what else do you like to do? Um, uh, you mentioned home brewing. Yeah, that, 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 was, that was how I started welding. 
oh, was right. was was brewing. Yep, yep. I was got drunk, found a welder, and the rest is history. Yeah, what no. is much this like do? every other <laughs> welder. <laughs> no, no. I was I was real into brewing, and uh, you know, I was brewing like um, you know five gallons at a time or whatever. And I want to start brewing bigger, you know, because it's a lot of work. So if you're going to do it, you might as well brew a lot and um, more cost effective that way for your time. Mm-hmm. And uh, but you know. As you guys know, stainless steel and sanitary stainless steel stuff's expensive, and uh, I was like, man, if I could just like, like modify kegs myself or modify just stainless vessels that I buy in Craigslist myself, I could, I could, you know, save a lot of money, you know. And uh, yeah, no. so I um, just for fun took a welding class at Washington, and um, and I was like, oh, I have to learn how to TIG weld and to do this, and I have to learn how to do sanitary TIG welding. That's going to take a lot of practice. And, uh, but I liked it. I liked the class a lot. And so I, I, the next semester I enrolled full time and, you know, did, did the whole program there nice. and I liked welding. So I just started, uh, start doing it for work. You know, yeah. that was, that was that, in the initial class. It was, there was no anticipation of, uh, doing it for work. Okay. Yeah. I was actually working at a pot belly pig and rabbit sanctuary at the time. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Big change. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What did yeah. you do and, then? And and that's a weird story and too. It's, it might be another story that you have to edit out. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not unless it turns real dark, <laughs> man. <laughs> Depending on the listenership, um, it, it's subjective on how dark. You, it depends on how you feel about rabbits and eating them. Um, wow. Mm. <laughs> um, so I worked at this rabbit sanctuary, and so we had like. 25 pigs there and anywhere from like 150 to 300 rabbits depending Whoa. you know and um you know it was like a farm small farm right. and anyway i managed the, the land i managed the grounds and you know administered beds and did all that type of stuff and you know just kind of was like farmhand there whatever and uh um but also at home at my place in ipsy um i had this this like kind of like urban lot it was all fenced in and it was a double lot and uh i was keeping like chick. I was keeping chickens there, and I was keeping meat rabbits and growing tobacco and all this stuff. You okay. know, I had this whole like urban farm thing, and um, and and I was actually probably of like the, the three people on staff. I, I was actually because of me working with rabbits at home too. I, I really knew a lot about rabbits and like how how to see mm-hmm. if they're sick and all these different all these different things. And um, so I was like a pretty good employee there, but it, it's this nonprofit, and some of the I didn't totally hide that I was raising meat rabbits mm-hmm. at home, which which are, if you want to talk about, you know, um, like, you know, people talk about the the effect that um, livestock and cattle have on on like climate change or oh, whatever, sure, you yeah, know, yeah. whatever, and all right. that methane gases, yeah. um, and 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 you know, on top of that, all the feed that we grow for all the cattle yeah. that's in feedlots and all that. Yeah, the amount of water that like right. yeah. each cow needs to raise a cow yeah. is crazy. Absolutely, yeah. it's like fifteen hundred gallons a pound or something. Yeah. Like that. Oh yeah, the number the number you can people you can feed with a grain that requires you to feed one person with a cow is just yeah. almost embarrassing. Yeah. Right, right. Um, well. Depending on if you're grazing the cow or feedlot, okay. you know, feedlot yeah. the cow. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sense, yeah. Because because cows do you take feed them chocolate and fat <laughs> quicker. Right, right. I'm pretty sure they do. That's how you get chocolate milk. Oh, <laughs> that's yeah. a dad joke oh, there. God. Yeah, yeah. Brown milk comes from brown cows, son. Okay. <laughs> anyway, we, we digress. <laughs> but but rabbits, you know, um, you, you know, really, if you want to make a huge difference, you know, 
and this is the way it is in most South American countries, a lot, a lot of different countries, almost everyone else in the world, people think of um, rabbits as food. It's only the United mm-hmm. States and uh, Great Britain, because like Easter and whatnot, people think oh, of those pets, you know. Okay. But, and, do, um, but do they breed quickly? Yes. Extremely quickly. Um, yeah. And they just eat, just like like a, a, if you were to, if you were to graze a cow instead of feed a cow, they eat grass and they turn that grass into protein. Okay. Um, like literally during the summertime, you know, I'd keep the rabbits in a, in a, if you're familiar with what a chicken tractor is, mm-hmm. I'd have a rabbit tractor. So it's like a it's like a pen that has a false bottom on it, so grass can come through the bottom. Okay. And then it's you know has two wheels in the back, so when you pick it up, the wheels engage the ground, and oh. then you, you you know you move you it move you move out. it its footprint every couple of days, and you know they'll have eaten all the grass down huh. right to the dirt. All right. And and then they've actually fertilized the grass. A great way to make garden beds. Because rabbit poops super high in nitrogen. Yeah. Oh, and, and then they'll yeah, eat all the grass you down. Still have yours? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's got what, four, three. Four, four. Pet rabbits. Pet rabbits. So, 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 yeah. So this, this is. And a, I don't mind is, eating. Okay, okay, you know cool, what I mean? Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. Good. I wouldn't eat mine. But I wouldn't you, eat my. Well, pet. You would probably oh, yeah. have. You, you said you have a. Do you have a daughter at home or? or? No, no. I have, a, I have an older son. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. okay. Weird. I don't. I'm, I'm confused. Why you don't have a pet daughter? I'm just joking. No. Well, <laughs> my ex-wife was allergic to cats. Okay. And when we were living in apartments, couldn't have dogs. Yeah. And so she had rabbits growing up, right. you know, pet rabbits. And so yeah. you get one, then you adopt another one, and then somebody else has a rabbit yeah. that they don't want. Everyone wants to get rid of their rabbits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No one keeps them. People give them as gifts. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. crazy to me. I've, I've spent so much money on vet bills for yeah. rabbits. Yep, they get sick all the time. I've learned to give them shots myself. So we, had, I've we, had, we had rabbits. We raised rabbits. Those things never got sick, man. They wouldn't die. We've, we've bred them, too. We'd raise them. Yeah. And so yeah. we'd try and give away. we try and give away the bunnies because they do breed fairly right. prolifically. Yeah. Was, that them. was that in the UP? No. Uh-uh. No, I was here in Traverse City. Oh, so we yeah. free bunnies, so, you know, you'd give a few away, but you couldn't keep them all, so we'd eat the rest of them. Yeah, you guys, yeah. You guys were breeding, like, um, New Zealand's or Californians? Uh, yeah, we had a, a Siamese giant, and then a... Oh, um, yeah, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool rabbit. So there, we were it's a nice rabbit. Play. Yeah, uh, <laughs> real yeah. fine rabbit. Yeah, yeah, real fine rabbit. It was, and then uh, I think it was a um, that was a black and white one. One of the black and white yeah, ones, Dutch. Uh, black black ears. Yeah, 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 yeah Dutch. Yeah, yeah probably. Uh, that'd be a Californian. Yeah, probably. Californian. Yeah. White body, black ears. Yep. red eyes. Yeah, yep. that's yeah, that's one of your most classic meat breeds. Mm. But um, but yeah. Some of the board directors at the rabbit sanctuary caught wind of that I was raising rabbits for me. Meat rabbits. Oh, yeah. 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 So I was out there and I was already a little bit into the welding classes, so my welding career started promptly. <laughs> Not necessarily my choice. Right. No, it was fine. It was totally okay. So what are you were talking about specifically sanitary welding? What do you have to do different to qualify for sanitary welding? Um, well, you know, you're going to be using 304, you know, uh, number four brush finished or whatever. I'm sure you can probably yeah. answer that better. Yeah, wrong. I mean, there's there's different things of so back purged, um, back purged yeah. and things. Yep. That's when you're doing argon purge usually. Yeah, argon, argon purge. purge. Back. So we don't do that here. We'll you know we do NSF welds. So then you've got radii that you got to do. You got to grind out all your welds. Grind out all that sugar. Yep, oh, and okay. uh, so it's all cleanable. So that's what we deal with as far as our sanitation for NSF. You get a certain radius. That's why all our sinks have three. That's why we have the three-quarter-inch three radius yep. um, for cleanability. So a lot of it's eighth-inch eighth inch radius. Or if it is, you can wipe it out. You know, if yeah. you got a hard 90 corner and you get some ah, dirt and bacteria in there, you can't get a rag in to wipe right. it out. Right. So you got that. There's other welding like. Um, so if you're going to get a sanitary tube or something yeah, like that, like pipe. you know, over a go-go squeeze, I mean, they just oh, I'm sure miles of it. We yeah. did a very little bit of it, but that's its own specialty. I mean, they. We, I wouldn't even. 
I worked for a company in Salt Lake. Lake. That's so what then we you did. got you got plugs oh, and things. So you yep. fill the whole you fill the whole thing with either nitrogen or argon for a back purge so that the load can't oxidize. Okay. Yep. On the backside, so the oxygen can't get to it and and, yep. uh, and create a burn. Then usually so you think of that inspected with a camera. They run a camera yeah. down the pipe to inspect everything. Okay, so were you yeah, sometimes? Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we, we saw some yeah. sanitary welds and some rework we did out yeah. there. Where, like uh, <laughs> somebody's back birch equipment wasn't working. Basically, right. it's got to look like a weld on the inside. Oh, they're, the like customer will never look on the inside. Okay, yeah, right. There can't no. be any cracks or crevices. It's got to be a hundred percent welded, hundred percent mm-hmm. penetration all the way through, and you yeah. back purge it so that way nothing can get. You can't hold any bacteria, can't hold anything okay. on the inside of it. Is yeah. that because I've heard of x raying welds? Is that where that's done too? Mm-hmm. Not really. Oh, that's no. something else. Just okay. as long as it's x ray would be more with like a really thick pipe that has a lot of passes. Yeah. And they can x-ray and see if there's any, like, lack of fusion anywhere in that. Oh, so that's, like, for oil pipes or something like that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah generally higher pressure or stuff or, you know, oh, shipbuilding, things like yeah. that. Okay. Or, um, you know, small porosity or defects in the weld can have uh, catastrophic effects. Right. Sure. Right, and, like, one of the tricks with I kind of figured out, figured out with process pipe and back purging all that is, um, you know, argon's heavier than air, you know, and you're gonna need, you need to have a way to vent your oxygen out, and then you got to think of your argon like water. Yep. Like you're exactly. filling it with water. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know, so that way you can yeah. make sure that you're, where your weld joint is, you know, because you can't just like, oh, we're just blowing an argon in there and it's going to be good, you know, because you pretty much need no oxygen contaminating it. So you think of it that you're filling it with, with air and there's, an, there's, an, uh, there's a release point at the top that you can blow your oxygen out oh, and yeah, that your right. weld joint will be below where you've, you know, we filled our water. Argon, I, water you know, yeah, it's like you're invisible at water. You know, that's why I always think of it as, you know, that I'm filling it with water. Yeah, we had silicone plugs we'd put in the end of the yeah. process pipe, and usually a hole in the top. You know what I mean? So that way, you just kind of fill that up, and you just let it let the argon run in there. Cause yeah, we'd be doing stuff where there'd be a hundred foot lengths, you know, that's all mm-hmm. tacked up, and so you'd have to purge a hundred foot length of. You know, well, you can get like bladders that you like. That, yeah. You know, like there's a hose and there's a bladder yep. that goes all the way in. Fill the bladder up yep. with air, and then you're pu- so that way you can only ha- you only have to purge because argon's expensive. You know, three feet instead of filling that whole thing. Or like mm. if you're like big vessels are like a real big pain in the ass because you don't want to fill this whole vessel yeah. like a big yeah. fermenter. You know, sure. so what you'll do is you fill that actually with water up to the point where your weld joint is. Okay. And then fill it with argon. Okay. You know, and then do your weld. You know, what I mean, so that way yeah. you're not. Blowing yeah. tons of tanks, you know, interesting. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, but, but you got to be careful with that stuff, especially dealing with like vessel like that, because argon is a is an asphyxiant. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. It's not it's oxygen. You can't yeah. breathe it. Yeah. It's yeah. Oxygen. yeah. It'll yeah. fill your lungs up. You can, yeah. you can breathe it. Yeah. <laughs> you breathe it in, Once. not out. Yeah. yeah. Just won't uh, <clears throat> won't do anything for your body. Yeah. Just have your buddy tie a rope around your yeah. leg. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, we've talked. Yeah, us. really. That's that's the biggest He'll, risk we have with that oxygen tank, other than or uh, nitrogen. I'm sorry, nitrogen tank. Oh, there is the, if there was like a mass release. Is right. The biggest oh, danger wow. from it is asphyxiation. I mean, the air is yeah. already almost 80 percent nitrogen. Yeah. yeah. But it, we really need that 80 um, percent oxygen. Yeah, we do. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the, so if that goes away, we're in trouble. Right. We had uh, we had talked briefly before about um, was it when Derek was here and was talking about inspecting big tanks and people going down in them. Oh, yeah. His, his yeah. job was the watchman. Yeah. 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 And, like, if a big tank, like a water tank, is all rusted and you go down in it, well, all the oxygen has been used up to make the rust. You don't even yeah, think about it. Right. Yeah, it can drop the oxygen. Right. Yeah, you can, right. yeah, you can. They should do it. Carp would be better at that job. Yeah. 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 
Trained carp. Trained carp. Yeah. Like the very smart fish. Yeah. yeah, very smart fish. You can survive with a very low oxygen yeah. level. Yeah. Oh, see? Teach I, him to use, I, uh, I soak this yeah. stuff yeah. in, yeah. you know? I teach him to use a walkie-talkie and an iPad mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. Carp, they're, they're really from space. And yeah. They're, oh, they're yeah. extremely intelligent alien fish. And oh, yeah. We're going to the conspiracy theory right now. Oh, the carp with cameras mounted to them, so that yeah. way you can just send them in there to inspect yeah. them. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> Well, there was that. That um, is so mystery science theater. So yeah. Uh, not, uh, no, not that. Uh, Hitchhiker. Hitchhiker. Yeah. 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 So much yeah. that. Well, I, that was it. Last winter, someone came out with a paper implying that octopus were extraterrestrial. Yeah, I've heard that, yeah. And so, and, and they were like... They, I'm inclined to believe it, to be 100%. Well, yeah, they're I've pretty weird. Enough, I've watched enough videos of octopus yeah, doing, yeah. like, weird things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, and uh, basically with a... What the paper was saying was, we are we not sure where like this certain part of the the octopus DNA came from, so it could be. It's like well, that's not that's not how science works, but right, yeah, it's making a pretty big jump. Yeah, it's like if you're after a headline, all right, you know, right. Life is a lot more interesting if you choose to believe it, though. It, it, it's almost... Yeah, yeah right, right. <laughs> I mean, they do, it's, they it's do almost, sound like something out of a Lovecraft novel. Oh hell yeah! You know what I mean? Cthulhu, so, yeah. yeah. It's a little more plausible that mushrooms would come from, that mushrooms are like alien because spores can't survive in space. Yeah. They could travel from, you know, just through the atmosphere yeah. or through the universe, you know. On the tardigrades, that, you know, little water bear thing. That's yeah. a uni- yeah. Oh, tardigrade. Okay. I thought, I thought you were going back to um, Hitchhiker's Guide. I was like, oh. is that Hitchhiker's Guide? No, yeah, I know no, what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they've, you can irradiate them and expose them to the vacuum. Yeah, but the, the mushrooms, the size of those fungi, that's the largest organism on Earth, isn't it? Uh, I think so, yeah. It's in yeah. Oregon, isn't it? It's yeah, there's one some, yeah, the ones they found are they're just amazing. Right. That and aspens. Aspens, yeah. Yeah, the uh, yeah. Yep. what's yep. they called? Aspens. Old no, 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 no. That one the one Popple? quaking aspen yeah. grove. I can't remember where it's one, at. It's, I think that's in Oregon too. Is it? It's in one it's like twenty six thousand years old or something. And yeah, it's, and it's, it's all one root system. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's all cloned and it's all yeah, when, man, just when you cut one aspen, a bunch of suckers come up. And, and when you uh, I know a little bit about Aspen too because that's what we hunt grouse in so super oh, invested sure. in Aspen because you don't have grouse without Aspen you know oh, they're, they're like okay. it's like a sage grouse has to have sage and that's a big issue on the west right now because they're losing all the sage the and, fires, and just, a lot of it's development like oh, drilling right. and stuff you know sure, um, sure. but uh but aspen, yeah. When you let when you let an aspen tree just just grow and die, they'll grow to like thirty years, and then they'll just die, okay. and then the root system dies too with it. But if you, it's actually kind of good for them to cut them because when you cut it at like age twenty, all the suckers come up, and that's oh. why you'll see those aspen stands where they've cut, and it's all very dense, like yeah. one inch, yep. one inch oh. aspens. Well, I was just reading in that about that in a, a grit magazine how you can use the cop, is it copping, is that the mm-hmm. word for it or something like that, where you purposely do that. And for different trees, it's at okay. different ages, and you cut the main at an angle, and then all these shoots will come up. Yeah. That's basically what you're doing is, is, is for firewood. Yeah. It's to promote growth yeah. right. for the right. most yield of firewood in the shortest amount of time. Yeah, yep, yep. Copping, cos- cosping, something? Cropping? Like something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, but it's the technique of, do, of doing that. Right, right. So right. just to encourage the growth. Yep, yep. You ever try and cut down a mulberry tree? Uh, no. It, oh, yep. you can cut them down. They come right yep, down. The branches come out. Boom! Yeah. Holy yep. cow, those things grow fast. Yeah, oh, really? yeah, yeah. The, the the stump will just sprout them like crazy. Okay. Yeah, you won't pay attention. You can be like fourteen months later. You're like, I, I thought I, I cut that, cut that <laughs> tree. Son of a. <laughs> Remember, we were clearing for the house. We got into a couple ironwoods. 
Yeah. It's like, what is this? Yeah. It is this magic. Yeah. We had nothing. We had to... We had to call in some pros. Like, can you I just love it. blow I get, this up? Or when something? I get firewood, there's a few pieces of ironwood in there. Oh, yeah. Man, you need to get a fire hot fast. We got a little ironwood in it. Throw some ironwood in there. I've heard you can, yeah. like, a chainsaw throw sparks cutting that. I've heard that, wow. too. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. An axe will when you're splitting it, or a maul will when you're splitting it. Really? Yeah. Throw That's wild. Yeah. No kidding. It's so Damn. dense. It's so dense, it just produces so much heat. Oh. Yeah. So, okay, it's like an ember you're seeing, basically. Basically, yeah. Oh. But yeah, it's no, that stuff is really dense, but yeah, it burns super so hot. It's good. You can use it for untreated fence posts and stuff, because right. oh. rot can Nothing bugs through them, yeah. Okay. They're kind of like teak, and you can use teak for marine applications, because it's got some... Like natural wax or resistance. Yeah, it takes to more waxy iron wood. That's not. It's just. I think it's just super dense. Yeah. It's also invasive. So I know I was iron for a while. I was in a. Yeah, I was in a group with. Uh, oh man, Sarna Salzman. But that's one thing her organization did. Is uh, one of the things we go in working with the Park Service, harvesting the iron wood, and then using it, selling it as as fence posts and things. So nice because it was invasive. And, well, Mike, I know you got a hard out at eleven. Yeah, and yeah. I right definitely right. want to have you back, man. Okay, yeah. You got, I mean, yeah, cool. Yeah, this is fun. Right First time I've ever been on a podcast. Is it? Well, yeah. it won't be the last. Sorry if I, I, I have, t- I have a tendency to talk really loud and mm-hmm. fast. So. No, no worries. <laughs> no worries. So cool. yeah, appreciate it. Man. Awesome. Thanks yeah, so this is a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, Great. absolutely. Yeah, okay. I will get something else scheduled. And yeah, cool. So when's it gonna drop? Uh, I'll publish it Friday, probably. Awesome. I'll, I'll, I'll listen then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll let All you right. know when it goes up. Cool. Thanks, guys. All right, cool. All right, yeah, take care. All right. I just got, I stopped way before the good stuff started on this website, though. Good <laughs> <laughs> job. Yeah, so, you know, birds, birds from associated, like a spring bubbling from the depths of earth and life, life-giving water for the people. An idea that had itself and blessed us with its knowing. What the hell is idea that? that Bringing together the sacred wisdom of vibrations and molecular encryption, allowing water to carry message imprinted with sounds, words, and sacred geometry. I can't even look at you while you're saying Creating a way to drink life. (laughs) It's so good. That is one of the best paragraphs I've ever heard in my life. My hat's off. If I was wearing a hat, I would legit take it off to that. That I kind of want to get that tattooed on my lower back. That is a masterpiece. (laughs) Truly. Nice work. Hats off uh, to sacredkombucha.com. I'm I'm gripping the chair tightly so I don't punch myself in the balls. An idea that (sighs) had itself and blessed us with its knowing. I don't know why I get so angry. I don't know why I get so angry at stuff like that. Like I'm a really uh, easygoing guy normally. But oh, molecular level, encryption and sacred geometry. This just so well done. Bullshittery, wow. just mm. sacred geometry. I wonder if that. I wonder if they're doing some other kind of mushrooms too. Because usually, you know, yeah. that is that was not written sober. You're all, you're all made of triangles. <laughs> It's Kombucha Fest 2019. Community with a K. Sound, intention. It kind of looked like uh, Michigan's female. It kind of does, yeah. I don't have the words. I I don't know. That's amazing. (laughs) It is amazing. Super. I don't know. There's not much we can do to top that. No. Other than... uh, yeah, it was fabulous. Yeah, guys, uh, he was a smart dude, man. He knows a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 
like to have him on. Will do. All right, let's get this intro knocked out. I know you got to right. do presidential yeah. stuff at 11 yes. o'clock. Serious Presidenting? Serious presidenting. Run this damn company. Oh, right. Right?